All right, we are live and uh, not in studio, but in different areas of the world right now, but in terms of our regional area. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anchor Movie Talk with your host, William Christian Praise. I'm joined by an esteemed guest this evening. Um, Esteemed guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Marco Santiago. I'm an actor and uh, I'm here to talk about movies. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us, Marco. I appreciate it so much. Um, <laughs> today we're gonna be uh, we're going to be discussing uh, uh, about the It Chapter Two trailer and also some news about the Star Wars movies that are have just been announced by Disney that are going to be coming up soon after the. Uh, this new series that started, this sequel series, like, as soon as The Rise of the Skywalker basically ends. Um, so we'll get started, and then um, we'll go through there and like, maybe a, one more segment, and then we'll conclude. So starting off with the It Chapter 2 trailer, this movie is directed by, well, first it's a sequel to the uh, 2017 movie It, which is also based on the eponymous novel by uh, Stephen King, and also an updated version to the miniseries that came out, I believe, in the 1970s or 80s. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I know I'm wrong, but... It was the 1990s. Yeah, nine, it was the 90s? Yeah, the, the miniseries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, then. I guess well, it was the 90s. Yeah. All right. yeah, thank you for helping me out. So did you uh, watch the previous... And let's just start with that. Um, The the previous... Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, It was more of a, you know... It was more about the kids. The kids really brought the movie in right. for me. I really felt like, you know, that was the draw to the movie. I mean, I mean, when I watched the movie, it was, you know, mostly about the kids instead of the clown. Yeah. So I found that pretty interesting. And it, they, they were the um, main characters. You know, they were the main draw for me while I watched the movie. When I saw the trailers, though, I really thought it was going to be like a scary, scary movie. So it really threw me off a bit, but, you know, I, I actually enjoyed it by the end of the movie. That's really cool. That's really cool. And, um, were, were you, uh, like, compared to, like, the the 90s miniseries, did you, uh, in terms of, like, Pennywise and the kids, did you, uh, find, do you prefer either or one, or do you, like, kind of both like them equally the same, do you feel like? You know, um, so I haven't watched the full, uh, miniseries or whatever it's called in the nineties. Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen it in full. I've seen little clips on YouTube just to get like the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, from what I've heard from other people, they, they preferred this one. I mean, I, I can only imagine this one's way more scary because yeah. you know, it's like 2017 <laughs> horror type yeah. of movie, you know, so you, you get more quality there, you know? Yeah definitely the quality's up you know it was it was really there were some moments that really scared me but it's mainly a a a a movie that tells a story which i find kind of enjoyable right right and like you said like in in terms of like that movie was like perfect like uh i don't know how to say like but it, it like met like the perfect like like I, I don't know how to say but it was like a good mainstream movie because of like all the hype around what we see kids doing now and like stuff like Stranger Things or and um oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like other performances like uh I don't know about other movies that and mostly Stranger Things I guess but we've seen other kids like in Game of Thrones, those kids are really well acted and know yeah. and they've grown they in those came off very genuine. Yeah, and uh very genuine. There's like really they they really nailed it with the casting for the kids and it seems like 
uh these movie this this next movie is uh, uh oh I should explain but it's directed by um Andy Muschietti who directed the previous one. It stars okay, good. James McAvoy, um Bill Skarsgård or wait, James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa, um James Rantenbone, and then I think this guy named uh like Andy Bean. Um and they're okay. playing the adult versions of the the losers and then also they're the younger kids that played them in the 2017 iteration, um, Bill, Bill, uh, no, not Bill, um, Jack Lieberher, uh, what's her, what's her face, Sophie, Sophia Lillis, um, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, who was in It, if you've seen him, in, and and he was in Shazam, um, that kid's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's really funny. Um, Finn Wolfhard is great, and uh, I don't yeah. know. They two need to make a movie one day, like as brothers. They're so good oh, yeah. together. And um, so good. Yeah. Chosen Jacobs. Uh, man, I should have had all their names up. But um, and also Pennywise, uh, played by Bill Skarsgård. He's also going to be returning um and reprising his. Who did a spectacular yeah. in the in the first movie? He's so cool. Um, did you like his performance? Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, I really, I really felt creeped out when he was on screen, and very unsettling. And yeah, <laughs> he was great. And um, it, it really if, creeped me out. If there was something that you can like off the top of your head, like without really thinking, which in in the movie did you have like a favorite sequence or a favorite moment, maybe or a favorite line, like anything like that that you remember, like uh, right off the bat. I, I remember very vividly him coming out of the refrigerator and just like oh, contorting yeah. himself. Out oh, of yeah, that was so cool, man. I remember when I saw that, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, like that's so and cool. And then he just stands up very tall and, you know, very menacing. And you just you just feel the fear in the kid. You know, right. it's just, <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was it was such a uh, uh, traumatizing scene. Right. And, and, like, how you know how, like, I don't know why, but the that intro to me is, like, so, like, the way they like set it off the bat, like this kid getting his arm ripped off and then he gets taken away. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I was like, wow. I didn't think they would show it. That's why I was like so surprised when they oh, yeah. showed them armless. So I was like, man, they're really yeah, doing yeah. some messed up things to these kids in this movie. But it was good. Yeah. <laughs> they built it up in the trailer though. I mean, that was the yeah. opening scene, and they, that was the the first scene they showed in the trailer, I believe. Him yeah. riding uh, his bike or something. No, his chasing his boat yeah. down a stream on the side of the road, and then all of a sudden he gets hit by that blockade <laughs> thing. That's funny. Too. And, then, uh, and then he sees Pennywise, and I'm like, yeah. oh, there goes his arm. All right, there goes his arm. <laughs> and, um, as soon yeah, as the movie so started, I'm like, oh, they're going to show it. They're going to show it. They're going <laughs> to show it. Um, and, and they uh, showed it. And how did, um? so, like, in regards to the this new this new trailer that they that they showed, did you like how it, like, kind of played out with, like, a scene and then kind of gave us those montage clips of them as adults and a little bit of them oh, as yeah. young again? Like, how did you feel about the overall trailer? How did you feel about it? Well, the, when you look at, like, a lot of horror movies, uh, I, they don't do this too much now. It's more of, like, uh, like very fast-paced type of trailers. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. previously, they did do trailers like this. They used to start out uh, trailers with a horror scene, you know, right. a little bit of the movie to give you a taste. So I'm glad they brought that back, you know. I'm glad they're not showing, like, the first, like, the main parts of the uh, trailer before the trailer actually starts. I don't right. like that when that happens. I hate when that happens. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they started it out like that, and it was just, like, a doorbell ringing, 
full scene plays out almost, um, and, you know, you really get the sense of, you know, the quality of this film, and I feel like we're in for something really special here. Right. And um, uh, is there any, like, adult casting that they have within, like, I mean, because they're, they're mostly unknown actors, but people like mm-hmm. Bill Hader, obviously a lot of people oh, yeah. know him, and Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy. Oh, yeah. But um, is there any, like, casting that they had that was, like, like, wow, I can't believe they got this guy to be in the movie or anyone that you're most excited for? I'm excited for Bill Hader, nope. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm actually excited for Bill Hader. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of would prefer a little lesser-known actors to play mm-hmm. these parts because, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to be distracted too much by the sheer cast, you know? Yeah, I want to... Yeah. I want the story to be told, and I want, you know it's going to be hard to follow up these kids that just play these characters because yeah, yeah. you know they play them so well, and I hope they bring the same essence, you know, right? Not just right. the name, the actor's name. <laughs> right, right. And it's funny because like a lot of uh, as soon as like this movie came out, people were talking about castings. Like I remember some, um, the guy that played the kid that played. Man, I don't remember their names. I don't know why I don't remember their names. I'm, I'm going to look it up really quickly. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> Um, so like, you know, they, they were throwing out names like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Chadwick oh, yeah. Boseman slash Jordan Peele, oh, yeah. for like the African-American character and things like, oh, yeah. um, uh, I think one of the kids wanted Christian Bale or, uh, Ben Affleck to play like the oh, adult Bill. And um, that would be too much. <laughs> I know that one, if they had like a cast like that and Finn Wolfhard chose Bill Hader, like he asked. He kind of wanted Bill Hader to play an older version of him because he said he's a big oh, wow. fan. Okay. And Bill, H- when Bill Hader like got the role, he was like, you know, I didn't even know this, but I heard that the kid actually wanted me to play the the character. So I was like, you know, I can't let him down. And I thought that was like mm-hmm. really nice for him to say because um, like that it's like a big name actor and um, it's like really cool to see. And then Chris Pratt uh, or Jerry O'Connell for like the kid that plays the fat kid basically as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jerry O'Connell would have been like a really interesting casting choice because he's already been in a Stephen King movie in Stand By Me, and he played the chubby kid. Oh, okay. So him playing, like, oh, the yeah. handsome the handsome kid, and, like, it would have been, like, a good way to, like, you know, like a full circle type of thing, which would have been a really cool Yeah, yeah, but, um, that would have been nice, yeah. But uh, I think the cast they got looks amazing. The movie looks scary, and I like that, like you said, they didn't show, like, those stupid, like, half-cut beginning trailers to the trailers. Yeah. I just don't know why they do that and um and I'm yeah. glad they like you said they didn't show a lot of jump scares and they they knew that yeah. that very they, subtle right right and uh it was cool that they started off slow with like another scene that that really gets you hooked into that's still a little bit scary a little bit creepy but still like played in a in very serious way and also gave you that little bit of emotion like when she's looking at her card and um and that was just cool to me. I just liked it. I, I all around liked it. Um so uh yeah. is there if there's anything my next question would be like do you think that this movie will like say surpass the box office for the the previous uh it movie? Oh man that's a difficult question, you know, because there was there was a lot of hype around the initial movie, so right. I mean, I would imagine so because there was you know quite a lot of people who went to go see it. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I, I say why not? <laughs> yeah, I think and <laughs> I think it become okay. So the full cast for the kids were Jeremy Ray Taylor, who's the the chubby kid in the movie, uh, Wyatt mm-hmm. Olaf, who played the kid that um that who had who was scared of the painting. If you remember that, and mm. 
yeah, yeah. Um, the the rest of the kids I already got, and then they said that the Nicholas Hamilton who played the the bully, I think he's gonna be in the next movie as well. Pretty sure, and then. Oh, wow. He has an adult counterpart in the sequel. Um, I don't know how they're gonna bring that man back because it looked like they that fall really messed him up at the end of the movie. Yeah, so, <laughs> I guess um, yeah. he's gonna do something. Um, um, but yeah, like it's yeah. cool that it's cool that they released this trailer. It wasn't too long. They didn't show everything at yeah. once, and they let us really sink into at least one scene and then get a hang of it. Yeah. And it's interesting because Andy Muschietti is also tapped to direct the Attack on Titan live action movie. Now oh, wow. I don't I don't know if I don't know if you ha, are you an anime fan? Do you watch Attack on Titan? Not not much of an anime fan. <laughs> okay, well um there's it's like basically imagine like instead of Godzilla being the monster, it's like giant Walking Dead type of zombies eating human Ooh, beings. Okay. Basically, that's basically like the concept. It's like a monster movie, oh, wow. but instead of the monsters being actual monsters, they're human beings that know like that are mindless and look really creepy. Um, eating regular okay. humans, and that's basically the concept. And it's like a really popular anime, but he's tapped to direct it. And taking on a like that would be like, uh, if like you know how the Russo brothers like got like, or I don't know how to say, it. I don't know how to come who to come. Okay, yeah, John Favreau. That would be like his Iron Man, because that's like that's a really high budgeted mm. type of. I would, oh, yeah. I would assume it's like a high budgeted project. And um, mm-hmm. John Favreau got his like, um, got made Elf, and that made a lot of money, and then. He was given Iron Man, and I feel like he's going that same trajectory where, like, he's slowly but surely getting into the big budget game because he his first two features were both indies, but also mm-hmm. like studio, studios picked him up a lot because he was a really talented filmmaker, and um, mm-hmm. I feel like um, what's it called? Like, I feel like he's uh, eventually like they'll probably give him a DC movie because of like mm-hmm. uh, it seems like all the Warner Brothers directors are slowly but surely starting to go into the DCEU after they've, like, you know, kind of tested their metal a little bit and other films like David F. Sandberg and all that. So I'm assuming right after mm-hmm. this, he's either going to get a DC movie or he's going to probably do, uh, or he's probably going to make that Attack on Titan movie. Because he is, like, a Warner Brothers guy, so I was just assuming, but maybe I'm wrong. But uh, it's really cool to see that they're all back. The producer, he, it's being produced by his sister and a couple of, and a lot of other people. Um, and it's the same. It's I think it's the same kind of crew. So, um, I can't wait. Wow. I love it. And um, great quality. Yeah, and and I'm hoping for the best for it. And the actors and uh, How do you feel about that grandma in the background, though? Oh, that was she was really creepy, man. Like, I, you know, I didn't notice this, but in the movie and um and it, don't they have uh people like uh, if you like look in the background, stuff happens in the background during some scenes. And oh, I didn't yeah. even notice that, dude. Like when I first watched it, oh yeah, I never yeah, noticed yeah, the yeah. librarian looking at uh at um what's that character's name? I don't even remember his name because uh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that. but you know it's the, <laughs> yeah the chubby kid. Um, and in the in that scene, the the librarian is looking at him, and I didn't notice that at all. And then the red balloon thing, it's like those little those little subtle things that they did. I never really under I never really saw them when I was watching them in theaters. But um, mm-hmm. looking back at them and seeing people point them out, it kind of reminded me of that, like the like that that oh, grandma. Yeah. And was that her running across like the house like that, or was that something else? Or are we led to believe uh, that's Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, that's Pennywise. The grandma is Pennywise. I, I'm yeah, thinking. That makes sense. Cause... Unless they do a twist, where I mean, I was kind of worried when they showed the photo and they showed a, uh, you know, the guy. I mean, 
right. I Pennywise assumed the, the character of this clown that that was back in like the ages or something, right. and then uh, then they they show a picture of him with his daughter. So I'm right. like, oh, are they gonna do two monsters? I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't read the book, so I don't I don't really know. <laughs> but, yeah, but it it did look cool, and it seems like they're if I hope they give some type of flashback to Pennywise. I mean, I know it's not good to explain the monster, but I would like to see mm-hmm. like at least like his first um his arrival to like um in in like time like how he showed uh like how he became a clown or like his first interaction with a human being you know what i mean like in terms of like torturing them and hor and and um tormenting them cuz i i think that's like mm-hmm. really cool to start it off if like they start off the movie with showing like a 19 an 1800s flashback and a kid gets taken mm-hmm. by him or something happens and that's like his introduction mm-hmm in his myth mythology or whatever um because i heard that that was like a a a scene that was shot by the director he said that there was like a explanation type of scene in the beginning uh, and as like a prologue scene but he decided not to put it in there because he felt like since the kids were going to be the the main focus that they'd be more scary if we saw him in action instead so he kind of cut it out of the film but the way he described it was really like like really horrifying so i i kind of wanted to see it but it, it was like a time period like like yeah. it would be basically her first, yeah, in, introduction. I, I don't know about that because I don't like uh, the monsters in movies to be explained to right. me. I like the mystery of it to keep. Mm-hmm. If it if it if it's explained to me, I kind of like lose interest in it. Right. If it if it has something that all it's always hiding, that makes it more interesting just for me at least. Right, right, yeah. and, and that's to, and that's totally like true. Like it worked in Jaws and it worked in um a Quiet Place because they don't really show the monsters that and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, but yeah, I definitely I get that. Yeah, monster. <laughs> right, and uh, did you see us? Us? Yeah, yeah, like the Jordan Peele. No, film. I have not seen that. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that because uh, I was gonna use an example from that, but um, but uh, yeah, like I think I think um, this movie definitely has promise though. So I just mm-hmm. I, I'm, this is probably gonna be the last trailer I see because I want to go in there as shocked as possible. Even though the oh, trailers, yeah, yeah. Uh, the trailers in the first movie didn't really give away all the surprises, so that's nice looking yeah. back at them. But um, I think I still want to save. I wanted to save the performances and like not know what what take they're going with with each of the characters. I know that. I mean, I know they'll be the same, but I don't want to like see too many scenes at all because like all those those kids are so funny, and I'm assuming the adults are gonna yeah, kind of yeah. play the same way and have the same banter like with especially like Eddie's character and um. Yeah, and, uh, the Richie Tozer's character. Um, I love both of them like together. The way they like talk really fast, and they're always like throwing mm-hmm. clips yeah. at each other. And I like the way they. Uh, oh yeah, that's so funny. They both yeah. talk, <laughs> and uh, I I like that vibe, and I hope that um they still have that going on with each other. And um yeah, I guess do we have any closing thoughts? Do you have any closing thoughts on the trailer? That um anything left or anything like that? No, I I just hope it's good. I mean, you know, I I I think we're in for something great here. I mean, right. from that trailer. I think it's proof that this movie is going to be great. Um, I can't wait. Um, there's going to be a lot of clowns that are happening later on this year. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I remember all those exciting. Yeah, I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> and um, All right, so I guess we, we'll move on. Um, so our next topic of discussion is the that Disney, um, at a, some type of event um, where they were talking about the Disney-Fox merger, and a lot of other stuff that they were going to keep from Fox and take away or not do anything with at all. Um, they kind of, mm. at this, I don't know what event it was at, but 
um i believe the they were at some kind of con where for like the theater owners or theater chain i think maybe cinema con they explained that um that after the rise of the skywalker they would basically um take a i think a three-year break um and that new movies for star wars would be occurring um around 2020 that i don't know if they'll be in development or that's when they'll be released but um, they made it seem like they're going to take a, a good enough break, like a, a long enough break for us to, you know, forget the sequel series. But I feel like Daisy Ridley and them will still look the young, the way they do. Like, they'll still look young. So I don't know if I would start the series, like, right after that. Maybe a five-year break. But I guess maybe they don't want people to forget about Star Wars. And then again, yeah, I know that. Yeah. But there's also going to be Star Wars movies in between. Like, I know that the the writers on Game of Thrones, the head writers, they're, they were mm. gifted their own Star Wars series to do, um, like a series of movies. So I don't know if that's going to be like the surrogate until we get those saga films again. Or if I know Ryan Johnson's is now he's not he's no longer working on the Star Wars movies. He might direct one of their Star Wars movies, but for the most part, it seems <laughs> like his trilogy has now been forgotten. So yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about all this overall? I mean. We'll have to see, you know. I'm um, I'm really focusing on this next movie that's coming out, the new Star Wars uh, this year, right? It's, um, the what, what? How did I just forget the the title? I <laughs> think the most uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, of course. How did I forget? <laughs> I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so um, yeah. Uh, I'm more more focused on Rise of Skywalker right now. I'm not really focused on those those movies. I mean, we'll see. We'll have to see how this saga ends if and if it's a appropriate ending then you know i'm ready to move on to the next chapter mm-hmm. but if it's you know if it's still like you know if it ends like last jedi where um you know leaves a lot of stuff you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, up in the air right you know we gotta we gotta get some closure we gotta i want to feel closure with my nostalgia you know right. i want to feel like a, a great i want to see a great lightsaber duel that's all i want to see right <laughs> man i'm still surprised that we haven't gotten like a scene where like the sith and the jedi are like running towards like the civil war type scene or the end game type scenes where they're like clashing and we just see people using the force and flying all over oh, the place yeah. and just fighting like we've never gotten like a lord of the rings type of scale battle with with jedi and i'm so i really wanted to see one of those types of battles with Jedi versus Sith or Jedi versus Jedi, that'd be so cool. And well, um, maybe that would maybe that would be a great uh, way for a new trilogy, uh, you right. know, to start like that type of Star Wars, you know, an actual Star Wars, you know. Right. <laughs> and um, also, I wanted to ask, uh, do you like what were your thoughts on the Last Jedi overall? You know, I enjoyed it when I saw mm. it. I enjoyed it. I'm kind of bummed out people didn't enjoy it as much as I did, mm. but uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was great. I mean, you know, you can you can pull it apart however you want, but you mm. know, at the end of the day, it is a movie. Um, they did make up new rules, you know, so yeah. I, I wasn't too bothered by it, but a lot of people were. I see, and I completely understand. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. See me, I was just like mixed on it at first. I was like. I don't know. I just feel like I should be liking this movie more, but something was like holding me back. And then when I watched it, I kind of was like, like, like you said, like on that opposite end of the spectrum. But, um, but like I've been warming up to it the more and more I've seen it because no matter what, it's already a part of the never ending story or 
up to this point the never-ending story of star wars so it's always going to yes. be a part of the the story so no matter what it's okay. not like you get to take that chapter off so um but yeah did you see that did you see that uh what was it a petition to oh, remake yeah. last jedi <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah released i'm like oh man is it this serious <laughs> yeah a lot of people were not the biggest fan of I not think happy, I, yeah. honestly, I think that if Ryan Johnson, even if he didn't believe what he was saying, I think if he would have just like said like, "Look, I understand um, that yeah. you know some people are not gonna like my movie," but I think yeah. the way they they made the people look like the villains, so I think that's why oh, honestly yeah. they really took it that far. Um, like oh, the, yeah. it seemed like Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm was making it seem like you're the problem instead of saying you know what, it's okay that you didn't like it. And I hope that the next movie is better and that you can appreciate maybe my film afterwards. But the story isn't over or something like that, like politically correct. A little bit poorly handled. Yeah, but I think that's that's like really the only problem because I feel like if if they would have said something differently than what they did, then nobody would have as big of a problem as they do now. Because I think like on top of not being maybe as satisfied and Mm. also J.J. Abrams, his storytelling could be is very mixed in terms of like he'll set up a lot of stuff for somebody but he's not the type of person to like really continue on or end something um as you've seen with like lost and star trek and even now star wars it's like he knows how to start something but he has a hard time finishing so that's why i yeah and (laughs) now he'll get his chance but i mean i don't i don't know i'm i'm confident in him because i love him as a director and i love his his vibe and his personality and um yeah and he he t- like to me i would he would be like my first choice for a fantastic four uh mcu movie like mm-hmm. he's my first choice for the director for some reason i just feel like he can do like especially because he's dealt with space in a lot of his movies and he handles mm-hmm. he handles like team groups really well like star trek i love all the the way that they were written and stuff like that and i loved uh i like that like that aspect of he he knows how to work with big groups really well and create characters yeah, yeah. that are good in ensembles. So I feel like he can do the the MCU very well, the Fantastic Four. And um, That'd be and uh, but like, but I'm wondering, I'm really curious. Like, I'm even more intrigued now because this this is supposed to be the the ending of the saga, even though it's not really going to end now that we know that there's sequels out. But I might yeah. be the end of like the Skywalker chapter. And the I beginning wonder, of yeah. like a new uh type of series of Jedi and things of that nature. Nature. So I'm really excited, like you are, and um, a court. And in regards to the future movies, I do. I feel like one maybe. I think also because they didn't have a plan for the Star Wars movies, they never. If they had a plan, maybe all of that in the Last Jedi would have worked. But to know that yeah, none of that. them, none of them really sat down and talked to each other. They just gave jobs to people to just make whatever movie they wanted really doesn't work yeah. as they've seen. Just make whatever story you want and then right. have it connect not at all. Yeah, and and this is like the biggest franchise ever and even more and now like if event and now Avengers is passing them because they took care of everything. They did give oh, people yeah. creative freedom but they were like, We got a map. Please follow the map yeah. and get there at least. Yeah. And um, exactly. other than that, yeah. if you get there at the end, no one's gonna bother you. I'm not gonna say nothing. That's basically how Kevin Feige rolls. And and Kathleen Kennedy has been a producer longer than him, so to hear that, oh, we just let them do whatever they want, and we didn't plan this out. It's like very, I don't know, disheartening yeah. to me because I know she's really she's a better producer than this because she's she was the producer with E. T. the Indiana Jones stuff, 
um, all the all this everything you loved in the eighties and nineties that were related to the Jordan yeah, yeah, movies. I've seen her. Yeah, and Spielberg. Right, she's amazing. Yeah, she's the best. So uh, maybe she's yeah. just not a fan of a franchise. Like maybe she's not a franchise player, so to speak. But maybe she should mm. get someone that's more creative, yeah. creatively sound to run the to run like the actual story part of it, and she could do like mm. the business side, but. Um, I I don't know. Maybe maybe she'll with these next series of movies she'll take a different approach, and um yeah. she'll go the Kevin Feige route and find people that she can really judge and lead to the mm-hmm. the promised land, so to speak, or the, the yeah. finish line. Um, but yeah. Uh, do we ha- do you have any more overall thoughts on these this these Star Wars movies that they announced or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I would like like what you said. I mean, it's kind of playing in my mind a whole war between the Sith and the Jedi, that would be yeah. amazing, you know, to see on a big screen, make it really nice, you know, yeah, yeah. for the Star Wars fans, and I mean, I'm kind of excited for this next one, I'm more excited, though, uh, it's actually pretty funny, I'm more excited about the, um, what is it, the Mandalorian, oh, yeah. instead of the Rise of Skywalker, I'm, yeah. I'm more excited about that. And and yeah, definitely. It seems like they're really. I think it's because we're finally getting something that it's outside and it's literally going far, far away now. Because literally oh, nothing yeah. is really far, far away in the galaxy when everybody knows everybody mm-hmm. and everybody's related to some famous person that we've already seen before. It's like mm-hmm. they're too scared to show that this is a galaxy far, far away. Like personally, if it was me making the movies, I would. I would like, like, let's say after the, after the last, the, like, let's say after this sequel trilogy is done, I would go mm-hmm. like a totally different route, like go more of the fantasy realm and have like, like tell like a more Lord of the Rings type of story that follows like those like fantasy archetypal tropes, but in the Star Wars mm-hmm. world. Um, Cause I know that they yeah, did the yeah. same thing with, with like Luke Skywalker being, taking the hero's journey and um obi-wan being yeah. like merlin and stuff like that and um but i would like to do it with like an ensemble like have a frodo character in there and like you know th- st- like a totally different type of story that you wouldn't expect from like this franchise um because oh, i feel yeah. like we've been seeing the same story so people think maybe think that it's getting repetitive and we thought yeah, that yeah. the 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 anthologies were supposed to fix that but even those are are like about people that we've seen before which is sometimes, yeah. which is what we also have a problem. Like they're too scared to go farther out into the universe of Star Wars, and you got so yeah, much sure. content in your in your IP. You have dozens of characters that no one has even heard about, um, that are in the cartoon shows. They're in the they're in the books, and they have so mm-hmm. much stuff that is at their um, I don't know if they like that's at their yeah, and and like they don't want to use it, but. Hopefully they, I'll give them another chance. And like you said, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Looks, I hope it's sick. And like day one, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. binge watching that when that comes out. And um, have you seen? Have you seen the press conference for the Mandalorian? It's actually, a, I haven't. With uh, it's Pedro Pascal, right? The guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and uh, John Favreau. You know, they're talking about it, yeah. and the way they describe the process of making it, they actually used uh, people from the uh, RPF forms, I think. Um, to be like uh, stand-ins as clone troopers, so they use like actual fans to come in and dress up like stormtroopers and uh, 
you know, be an extra in the movie. Oh, I mean, that's was, so cool. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. That's so cool. And, and, and they were more accurate than they could have ever made, they said. Right. <laughs> you know, and they actually were walking the part and creating the whole scenery and really living in in that scene. That's so badass. Wow. John Favreau, yeah, man. Yeah. John Favreau, no, like, can do no wrong, it seems like, this man. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. How do you go from Elf? Like, yeah, honestly, like he's super, like big now. Like, I remember when when I saw Elf for the first time, I was like so like happy when I was a kid, and and then he does (laughs) Iron Man, and then he does the Jungle Book, and then he's gonna do the Lion King, and now this. It's like I don't know how much higher he can get. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, man. He's playing like he's doing literally like there's nothing he can really do besides like do the DCEU maybe and then like all of his mainstream goals are gone. Yeah. Or like maybe Star Trek. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But James Gunn is doing that. So who knows? Like he's like he's setting the precedent for maybe directors switching sides and taking taking like maybe not a leave of absence, but maybe after like, you know, testing the waters because. I guess I yeah. um, in the old days you used to be signed to a contract with studios, but I, apparently that's illegal now in Hollywood. Like you can't sign one director to your studio because mm-hmm. that's like tempering their creative ability. So that's really cool that yeah. he's taken that, even though like it was after what happened to him. Um, and it's nice that I think they also handled that the wrong way through him. But um, yeah, I think that's just all around really cool what they're doing over there at Lucasfilm. They really seem to be at least yeah, yeah. trying to rebuild and trying to get the fans back on their side and stuff. And um, I don't know if you've seen, I saw uh, the same version of the Star Wars trailer, but it had no music in it. And I don't know why, but it was like so much more like better. Like, I don't know, but it just elevated everything for me a lot, a lot better. Like you should check it out whenever you got the right Skywalker. Uh, Yeah. 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 The, like the first teaser, someone made like an edit with it without all the music and all you hear is sound. And like the difference is so like, it makes it feel like, um, this like emotion without needing the music, like so much more oh, emotional. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but um, because wow. of like the stillness and all you hear is like the visual effects and the sounds, like when you hear the that the Tie Fighter thing coming at her, and you hear like oh, the, wow. the the like that's the only things they really have is the vocals in it. But um, yeah, it was yeah. just so cool. But um, I would yeah. like to see that. Yeah, send that to me if you can. And um, I guess do you have anything else we want to add on to Star Wars news? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we covered it pretty much. I mean, I covered the way I feel about it, at least. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I guess our next segment would be, uh, do you have uh, any, like, anything in the world of news that you want to discuss or anything that people should be paying attention to that you've been checking out lately that people should keep their eye on and things of that nature? Um, like uh, well, any... you can follow me at, at Marcotics777 on Instagram. Um, also, uh, yes, uh, I've been noticing a lot of short films being made with Unreal Engine. It's a game engine, so it's pretty awesome that people are able to make stuff with this engine that's made for games. So yeah. that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> awesome. And um, I guess uh, I want to say thank you for joining me this evening, and thank you for uh, being another guest on this on this on this show for me. And I really appreciate your time. And your insight is amazing, and I loved uh, talking w- with you about these two topics, and hopefully we can talk about so much more next time. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say I appreciate your time, and um, 
your uh, insight, and I appreciate you being here in this moment with oh, me no problem, no and just problem, talking man. to me, man. I really Thanks, appreciate man. it. And, uh, yeah, anytime. Yeah, and we'll definitely, I'll definitely have you back. You're a great guest and a great co-host with me today. And um, oh. also, guys, uh, we all, I also right, have right. a website to um, to go to. It's called filmtribute.net, which is what this is presented by. Also, I don't really work with Anchor, guys, so I'm not going to lie. But I'm using their app, and I'm going to take their name because it seems like they're – I think the, they have, they also have, like, a movie channel sort of, sort of thing. Um, but I think theirs isn't as good as what I'm probably going to do. So I'm going to use it just for namesake um, so I can have a little bit more credibility compared to my last one. Uh, but I do want to say thank you again, audience, and uh, thank you, Marco, as well, for uh, joining me once again. And um, do you have anything to say to the audience, Marco? before we close um, well thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you very much and we are going to be signing off in three two one thank you so much again oh yeah no problem